Where'd she get those shoes? Tramps for less? Susie had always wanted to belong. I have other friends. To be part of the crowd. We just need to get wasted. But once they let her in, stick to the plan. I'm scared. I got away with it. There was only one way out. There's no one to trust. You can trust me. Kevin Bacon, Matt Dillon, Deb Campbell. I'd want to keep a real close eye on my new friends. Wild things. Don't touch me. Directed by John McNaughton. Rated R. Opens everywhere March 20th. Oh my goodness. Welcome back to the show. Chunky guitars in that trailer. <laughs> Listeners, this movie is from a time. 25 years it ago. It is from a time. Big anniversary. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, everybody out there, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the, the movies, movies that, that made us gay. gay. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the show. Welcome we are back. talking about a very sexy movie today. <laughs> and we're joined today by Samir Roy. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be in LA once again. It's good to have you here. We are talking about Wild Things, directed by John McNaughton, written by Stephen Peters, released March 20th, 1998. 25 damn years ago. All of the 98 <laughs> movies are having a big anniversary this year. There's a lot of really formulative movies of my Young adulthood in 98. Are there? Yeah. Okay. Like I a mean, lot. We talk about 99 a lot, but I mean, 98... 98 was right when I was going into junior high, so I feel like wow. that's just kind of a very... Everything in pop culture definitely makes an impression of you. And Wild Things definitely made an impression on 13-year-old me. Oh, uh, wow. You were 13. So did you watch I was, it when it came out? 12, 13. I, I mean, I waited to the home video. This movie was a little too sexy. Right, that, like yeah. I wasn't even gonna try to no, somehow finagle my way into a movie theater to see this movie. So you didn't have the Pen Fifteen experience at home with the video, <laughs> where they have that. Did you? Did they watch episode? it on Pen Fifteen? Yes, oh, I think it's season right. eight or uh, episode eight of season one, and it's like when um, well, I forget the character's name, but she's like they're, they really want to have their first kiss. Yeah, and their mom rents this for them to have a movie night with their friends, and they're like <laughs> gonna watch this sexy movie, and they're watching Wild Things, and it's oh, of course an incredibly awkward experience all together as that show is that yeah. tracks because i'm roughly the same age as they're portrayed on the show i think yeah. mm-hmm. whenever they reference things that's yeah that's kind of how old i was yeah it was like one of those movies at the time where like you know that was the movie where you're like oh you were the cool kid because you saw like you wanted to see the movie that you were forbidden from seeing and of course in america that's a movie with sex <laughs> and yeah, that absolutely. movie was all about sex so everyone was like oh i'm gonna go see Yes. Oh, I'm gonna be, you know, it was a secret, cool thing that the kids could do, just like you know, drinking on the weekends. <laughs> and then we got Cruel Intentions in '99, so it was My just goodness. sort of like the opening act to a racy teenage movie like that. I was in college. Yep, <laughs> I had just graduated Old. high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, I was in college, and uh, yeah, a lot of. All of my friends were very fascinated by this movie. They yes. Were just like, this was it. It was Denise Richards. I mean, we were big fans of Starship Troopers, and so we knew who she was. Hot off Starship I Troopers. I won't say that many of my straight guy friends were super stoked to see Nev Campbell in a sexy way. I don't think that many of them were very much like, oh, yeah, Nev Campbell, she's hot. Take it off. I think I was saying that, though. <laughs> 
I had seen her, of course, no. from Scream, and I was like, oh, this is another Nev Campbell movie. Yeah. And I worked at a video store when this mm. came. It was a new. It was when it was on the new release wall back when we had video stores. Yeah, yeah. And I worked at Hollywood Video. I can see the poster <gasps> now. I can see the poster now at Hollywood Video of Nev and Denise yes. in, the, in the pool. Just like the opening title screen of the movie, like rising out of the water mm. like a predator. Um, but like I saw it on the new release wall. And that image, I was like, I don't have Campbell's in him. I don't know who Denise Richards is right now, but yeah. I know Nev Campbell. This looks weird. And I read the plot and I was like, you know, it's like a film nerd already. And I was like, oh, I've got to watch this. And I, I laughed hysterically the entire time watching this movie. I wasn't even <laughs> out of the closet, but some part of my gay brain yeah. understood the satire that was happening here. Yes, absolutely. You, you didn't quite know it was just serving b-movie camp but you but you secretly knew it though you secretly knew it yeah you just kind of understood like when you get to that shot of denise richards's ass with the frilly lace panties going down over the mary jane shoes and the ankle socks just like you understand where you are and nobody in here is taking this to be like oh we're making we're going to make this salacious movie because we're just dirty men i'm like no they're making fun of shit right here i can tell (laughs) okay so i have a memory of renting this movie from okay do you remember Gas stations, the oh, yes. back movie wall. Mm-hmm. I this is this is gas station back wall movie cinema because I feel like this is the type of movie that I could get away with renting this by myself at a, mm-hmm. at that type of establishment. Yes, it, that that yep. I think perfectly describes the vibe of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Back wall gas station cinema. Yep, <laughs> I feel like that's something very specific in Florida. In Florida. <laughs> Oh my God! The Florida of this movie. The f- oh my God! <laughs> like you, you're not letting you forget that they're in no, Florida. It's like you start not. on the Everglades. Yeah. You get a gator coming out of the water. I get, I get, like Southern Gothic. You know the whole um, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil kind of like mm-hmm. vibe. This is not that, no. but it still has that. And Scott told me afterwards that this like florida noir florida noir is genre. a big subgenre of, uh, yeah, of noir like, like yep. body heat okay. kind of give me body heat vibes all right, all right. Um, yeah you know like that like we're like the heat of the environment is reflected in the heat <laughs> ah, between these mm-hmm. people yes you know kind and, of feeling and alligators and alligators. <laughs> i have in my notes of just examples of florida noir Wild Things, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, oh God. Body Heat, Night Moves, Key Largo. Night Moves, too. Oh, my God. Palmetto I mean, and Miami Blues. Palmetto, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's true. That's, it is a thing. Yep, it is a big thing. And, I, I mean, it's all, I think that Raymond Chandler or who wrote Rum Punch, um, what they, they based Jackie Brown off of. James. Oh, sure. Yeah, was it Elmore, Elroy, Elmore, Elmore Leonard? Elmore Leonard. Elmore Leonard, I think, that has some books set in Florida. Carl of... Uh, Carl, Carl Hassand, I think. Oh, I, I know, yeah. yeah. I know the name. And I think that he writes a lot of true crime written out of Florida. Well, there's a lot of material there. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So, I skipped this. I was when it shocked. When came out. I was shocked when you told me that you had never seen this. Uh, that your straight buddies just did not drag you to go see this movie. No, and they were all about it, and I remember that. And um, I think, I don't know, I think I was just like, okay, it looks... Fine. I, I just wasn't in such a big hurry. Like I said, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, Nev Campbell, break me off a piece of that. Uh, I do think uh, Denise Richards, very sexy, very fun in in uh, Starship Troopers. She was a girl you love to hate. But something about it, I just didn't really feel like, okay, this is a movie for me. Now, that said, here we are 25 years later. Spoiler alert. 
crazy shit goes down. Twists and turns. You were you were gagged every, on our you were gagged no, on our couch. Is, this is where I'm going yesterday with that. Uh, twists and turns at every you know moment. But I never really said, okay, I'm gonna like uh, read the plots, and I'm just gonna watch it when we get ready for when we prep for the podcast. Prepping for the podcast, watch it, and I'm like, oh, oh. Because they play it off like she goes into the house, she comes out, and she's all pissed off. And you're like, well, what happened? What happened? They play, they play it off very coy at the beginning. Then things start to unravel and they start letting you know. But then more things start, like, coming undone. <laughs> well, then we start looking for trailers for the podcast. Oh. They give away the first gag in the trailer. Well, I think you kind really? of have to. They give away the gag that the whole initial rape That's plot right. is a scam between the two. But girls. they have to use the sexy stuff in the marketing though. Right. They do. And then I was also when you just played it because I'd actually never watched the trailer because like I said I didn't watch it in the theaters. And this was only a short I saw I rented spot. it on video so I never had actually yeah. seen this trailer. And when you played it I'm like oh they're depicting this movie like it's a story about Nev Campbell's character. Right. Which, spoiler alert, you don't realize how important mm-hmm. that is until the end of it the make, film. Yeah. It makes sense yeah. leading with Nev Campbell because, because she would have been hot off of something like Scream yeah. 2. I want to say that this is the year that 54 came out. So they were trying to make her happen. Yes, definitely. All yeah. they had to do was keep making Scream sequels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was geeked, gooped, and gagged at the end of this movie at every turn. Every time yeah. there was a new reveal. There's like, like three reveals y- in this movie. You got me, gal. I didn't know. Like, they're still Before doing... the credits. They're still yeah. doing reveals as the end credits are happening. Which I loved. Yeah, that, which is which is very clever. And, which I guess was yeah. always planned. That right. was in the but script. But they did it as, like, as mid-credit sequences showing, like, well, here's what really happened. Like, this is... like In yeah. case you have questions, which we know you do, yeah. Um, yeah. here are the answers, and we're just going to yeah. break up the credits like you don't need to know who the cinematographer was. <laughs> Let's see exactly when this plot began. Because yeah, it's absolutely. like there's so many. Like you're like, wait a minute. When you're trying to wrap your brain around it, you're like, so when I'm watching this scene, this character's in on the plot, but he thinks he's only in on the plot with this person, but he doesn't know this person's in plot with this person. And that and then person's we're gonna actually. Add, and then we're going to add this. Nut, then we're going to add Kevin Bacon at the very last minute. <laughs> and Kevin's bacon as well. Yep. My goodness. That was another thing that I do remember that was the kind of hype around this movie and just like the the legend of like the nudity and the sex scenes and how graphic they were and the Kevin Bacon full frontal or f- side frontal or whatever. Oh, you see it all. <laughs> I would even all. argue that I think that my brain remembering this movie when I was like 13 or 14 watching it remembers the threesome scenes being a little more graphic. They're very yeah. graphic. It's like you activity. see a lot you see a lot of Denise and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And you don't even really see her boobs though, do you? Occasionally. A I, mean, fast like you, I mean, she wears a lot of things that are white and see-through, but right, I feel right. like she's never fully undressed in the edi- this edited version of the film. In, I think you guys watched the unrated We, we watched did. the unrated we version. Did. And you do see her boobs in that, but okay. in the I think other the version, champagne you don't. scene oh. is extended. That makes sense. And I was also reading that the champagne. I think that there's a little more exposition of what's going on okay. with the story. My my DVD didn't arrive in time, or my 4K disc didn't arrive uh. in time. I was like, I've got to watch it. I've got to watch all the extra features. Yeah. I've got to watch it with the commentary. I need to hear the director of Henry Portrait for Serial Killer talk about making wild things. <laughs> That's also the thing. Is I, th- I, mean, that, I mean, that came out in the 80s, right? Yeah. It was like 89, I think. 89, and that was just sort of a big festival hit, and it kind of, and it made some money. 
too. It made some money, and it was it got a lot of press. It's like a it's like a sacred title in the horror mm-hmm. right. fandom. Yeah. I mean, and it actually that movie is famous also for how it uses video footage. Um, incorporates it into oh, the story because sure, sure, sure. it's very disturbing in that movie. I was going to say documentary, but I mean, I it feels think, like I it. think that's what kind of what makes it interesting is that yeah. it feels like a documentary. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and so you get that like in that in that movie, you get this like the famous scene where like there you're seeing this really intensely graphic murder scene, like and these people who are kind of enjoying what they're doing, mm-hmm. and then the camera zooms out and you realize it's on a TV screen, and then you see the characters they're like watching it on video. Yeah, they're watching their murder on video. And you're like, oh my god! And of course, you get lots of zoom out from TV screens in this movie, showing maybe not graphic murders, but other things you probably shouldn't be playing on TVs mm-hmm. in like front of other people. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about the cast earlier, but I think it's kind of important to note that all of these actors, Denise Richards, Nev Campbell, and Matt Dillon, at a very specific part- time of their career where they were really having a moment. I mean, Nev, we talked about, was coming hot off of something like Scream 2. Mm-hmm. Denise had just made... Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. And Matt Dillon had a huge 98 because this is the year in the summer that Something About Mary came out. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And Kevin, and, That's uh, right. Uh, not, not Kevin Dillon. Matt Dillon kind of leaning into being a douchebag in movies and just yeah. how successful he is as that type. Especially type? <laughs> in something like Something About Mary. Right. I, I'd forgotten that that was the same year. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to remember, like, what else was Matt Dillon famous for that I should know? Because I know who he is, and I know that weird snarl expression that he does all the time. Um, well, uh, if, if you look at the um, photos on IMDb, there are lots of pictures from the premiere of Wild Things, and he's there with Cameron Diaz. Yep. Oh wow! They were so, an item at the time, yeah, so they got together after after there's something about Mary. Yeah, it's interesting. I think he had kind of a career slump because he was a child actor in the mm-hmm. early '80s. Yeah, he had a uh, you know he was really hot off of um, the Outsiders and um, you know and the, and and Little Darlings. We were just watching uh, a little which bit we of just little, watched. We were just watching a little uh, bit of Little Darlings the other night. Like, I'm yep. talking very early 80s. This is 1980. Outsiders is what, 81, 82? Yeah. And then I think in the mid, as he aged, he kind of had a little bit of a slump in his career, started doing some kind of like maybe some less, you know, prestigious movies. And I think something about Mary was kind of a comeback for him as far as like being a marketable um like name in in movies, and so this was kind of his follow up to that. But well, yeah, I mean, does, Wild does Things play. came out in March, and something about Mario was June or May, June, I think. Oh, so Wild Things was first. Wild Things was first. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, that so that was kind of Matt Dillon's like where he was in his career at that time. And I mean, of course, Kevin Bacon was just you know he was Kevin Bacon. He's always had this ubiquitous kind of level of like. B plus fame, like we yes. know him. He's great. He's always been around. We the love six him. degrees of Kevin Bacon yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, I think was yeah, like everybody knew that expression in some way, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is like kind of it's weird that he became like the face of that idea. I'm like, well, every single actor is like that. Sure, like, yeah, yeah. Every actor is like that, and I think the thing is that he's just was uh, made a career on kind of being a character actor, so he's just in a lot. Um, and this is like kind of early days of IMDb, so I think people just kind of took it and ran with it. And he's got a fun name. Kevin it is Bacon. a fun name. Who doesn't love bacon? <laughs> well, I guess there's a lot of people who don't love bacon. Yeah, I shouldn't yeah, say yeah. that. But, <laughs> but a lot of people love bacon. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. And his whole thing is that he shows his ass in a lot of movies. 
Kevin Bacon <laughs> describes the script as the trashiest thing he's ever read, but every few pages there was another surprise. And then he just ended up being the exec producer of the movie. And he had to... Yep. Did you, and did you uh, read about how he had to, like... Uh, basically, he had a no-nudity clause in his contract, yeah. and yep. then... They end up using the take where you see his dick. I think, and they, then he's like, "Well, am I going to sue myself? I guess we're just." Gonna sue <laughs> I think they, well, he told the editor that just use whatever take that I look the best, and she's like, "Well, okay, <laughs> you know which one I like the best. You know which yeah. one I like the best." Yep. I mean, I still maintain that uh, to this day that final gag, that final goopery of the movie that they're in on it together. I mean, there's. There's stuff in the trivia, you know, who knows how real this is, but there's stuff in the trivia that they were in the shower together. There is. I heard this was confirmed, actually, by the screenwriter in some interview where he said, Mm -hmm. yes, we actually did have more of those. So there was actually going to be an erotic kind of link between those two men. Because some other, I saw it on Twitter. Someone's like, okay, I have always seen this tension. I've always thought that there was something Mm -hmm. more to this. And I know, and then now I have confirmation. He linked to the article where the screenwriter is saying specifically, yes, there was more. There was going to be a relationship okay. between these two guys. And then it got cut, so it kind of ended where it was. So I'm like, well, you know, the dick kind of points in the right direction <laughs> um, to the audience, to the things that were left on the cutting yeah. room floor. I think in 98, we, maybe the world just wasn't ready. They weren't ready yet for <laughs> Kevin Bacon, yeah. Matt Dillon, you uh, know, shower scene. We, we were barely getting... We, we had our one episode of, uh, uh, of Next on MTV... With like, oh my god, the one <laughs> the, episode the episode of Next that we all remember. I also, I also felt like this director felt like they were probably skating on pretty, pretty thin ice with most of this movie. That oh my god, I think that throwing in more homoeroticism between any. those two, not more any, there's none. Like you can the sell movie. the movie with yeah. um, lesbian eroticism, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost that's what I meant. Male homosexual oh, okay. sure, eroticism sure, sure. Yep. added to it then makes it seem like it's today we'd be like what's this woke movie yeah, yeah you know or yeah, some bullshit yeah. but like that Trash. i think you're right it's like if you add the male homosexual content uh-huh. to any mainstream movie it automatically takes it down a peg in terms of box office right. uh, uh, you know acceptability for a widestream audience it's still kind of taboo in that way but you know it's just like classic you know straight men run the business they are happy to see two women together two yeah. hot women like these women they can sell that but oh you put Kevin Bacon and Matt Dillon, and <laughs> ah. you're, it's over. Yeah, totally, totally. They I robbed mean, us. Yeah, they, they did. And I, th- and I think when you watch it today, and I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just because uh, I, I am a homosexual, but maybe when I watch it, I'm what? just like, oh, right? I mean, newsflash. Uh, heard it here first. But I feel like when I watch it, I was just like, oh, well, why aren't they like why aren't they like in bed together? I feel like that mm-hmm. after everything that's been going on, oh, and they're just like, Buddies sharing a beer and we're going to split this money. Daphne Rubin Vega almost got a kiss if that car horn hadn't gone off at that exact (laughs) moment. Um, But no, we can't get one between these. So that's how that, but I I heard that that was actually a thing that they had written into this story and it got cut. (sighs) (laughs) We have plenty of other delights to glory in. Yeah. I was going to say kind of what makes this film as a quintessential nineties queer classic. I I have kind of a list in my notes. Well, first we have Denise and Nev. Mm -hmm. I feel like Denise Richards has always had gay fans. She has a lot of gay horror fans. She hot. She was hot off of Starship Troopers. 
see our Starship Troopers episode. Mm-hmm. We did an entire like two hour episode on that movie, and she followed this movie with Drop Dead Gorgeous. Right. It was like, yep. this was just like she was on a hot streak, yeah. literally, yeah. with these movies. And then we, I just there's something about her look also that's so extreme. Oh my god! Like yes. the yeah. extreme lips, the extreme so big cute. eyes. Yeah. Like she's. Uh, it, it, beautiful in a really weird and this movie a like really she I feel like she was born to play this role yeah. in yeah. this movie yeah. she is living it up and she's like I've never done a role which was kind of true actually and yeah, like oh yeah. you, she took it to it like a fish to water yeah, or like yeah. a gator to the Everglades <laughs> St. No, Denise from right. St. Denise from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I'm, I'm, but I mean, she's still capitalizing on her looks 25 years later I mean, she has a successful OnlyFans yep which it's like which surprised me when I found that out. Inspired by her daughter, who she says has never seen this film and never will. Okay. Um, she's because now it's having a renaissance with like teenagers again for the exact same reason. They're like, okay. oh my god, look at this wild movie yeah, that was yeah. made in the '90s, and teenagers now are discovering it. And so all of her daughter's friends are watching it now, uh, and they're like talking about. It. She's like, yeah, I don't think my kids really want to see me like that. So I'm not telling them they can't watch it, but I don't think they want to. Right. right she's right. always really fun whenever she does behind the scene interviews because all of these reissues of these films Denise usually will do like a retrospect interview and she always talks about I think it was on the Valentine one of that she always knows of like the type of guy that comes up to her and is just like oh girl dropped gorgeous and she's just like gay and there's people come up and say <laughs> to her yep do you want me to wax it <laughs> yeah I mean yeah come on and also like what straight guy in 2023 is like oh Denise I don't think she's even on the radar anymore you know what I mean like they're not watching Housewives they're right. not pulling out their old DVD of Drop Dead Gorgeous or Valentine I feel like straight guys who loved her in their 20s back in the 90s kind of are just like I don't know they moved on They've moved, They've on. moved on. So, I mean, God bless her, but she has a huge gay following. And, and it's like, we're buying all our DVDs. Do you know like, who else has a huge gay following is Nev Campbell. Sure. So you give Nev Campbell a lot of guff mm-hmm. that she's just a very handsome looking woman, which there is nothing <laughs> wrong with. Sorry. I was a huge Nev Campbell fan when I was in junior high and surprise, surprise, yeah. homosexual. <laughs> right. And I feel like Nev Campbell is that very specific type of actress that a gay junior hire could be like, oh yeah, Nev Campbell. That like, one. I love Sydney yep. Prescott. Especially if you were a mm-hmm. horror fan too. Yep. It's like, she's like, oh, she is our girl right now. You mm-hmm. know, like, I I see her, I see me. I will follow her. <laughs> That's why I watched this movie initially is because she was in it. Oh, same. Mm-hmm. I was only, like, like I said, I didn't know who Denise Richards was. I had not seen Starship Troopers yet. And it was really because Nev Campbell was in it that I had to watch it. And then I was like, what a delightful surprise it was. <laughs> and it's a very interesting choice and role when right? going off of something yeah. like Scream and also party just five. On, yeah. on, party, yeah. on Party of Five, I think that she just really wanted party to do something like risque. Queer 90s yeah. <laughs> love. Like, but yeah, sorry, I interrupted no, you. No, no, no. I mean, Party of Five is like, it has to, it must be recognized. It's got like Lacey Chabert from Mean Lacey, Girls. We have Lacey Chabert, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf. And What's his Judy name Scar- from Lost? Scott Wolf. Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox. Fox. Appropriately named. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't like Matthew Fox anymore because supposedly he's um, canceled. I he, only liked him visually. I can't, remember, you know, so. I can't even for the right, life of me remember what he's canceled for. I think, uh, I think he beat up his wife. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. Well, that yeah. Not I'm not laughing at the fact. I know. That he was saying, like I, at the at the disparity yeah, between yeah, right. like oh he was so hot. Yeah. Oh. I also remember mm, as, yeah, so as Lost was airing. I think he had a big substance abuse problem too. Right. Uh, but Scott Wolf, on the other hand, ah, uh, <laughs> Scott Wolf. He gave us a lot of beefcake too. What was that movie White Squall? Scott Wolf, movie. just any any chance for him to be in a movie in Tidy Whitey's, he jumped at the chance. He gave it to he us. Was Evening Star. <laughs> Evening Star. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. We need to do an Evening Star episode. You, I think you should. Yeah. That is true camp. And I have just the listener for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scott, <laughs> yeah, uh, Scott uh, Wolf is uh, very dreamy and... His wife was on the real world in New Orleans. Yeah. So it's like he is so nice. Like, does it get any more 90s? A very formulative. Marrying someone for a the very real formulative world. season for young gay men was <laughs> mm-hmm. real world New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because of Danny. Um, so, yeah, so Party of Five had, has its like huge. I mean, it was, it was a big show for a lot of people. I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt alone was like, she's why I watched. Right, because because uh, I love Jennifer Love Hewitt. Her spinoff, uh, her spinoff was called. I forgot what it was called. Time of your life. Time of your. She, life. That was her spinoff to Party of Five. Yeah, yep. she got oh her own God. show. I think it was probably canceled mid season. That sounds that tracks. They <laughs> ran out. They ran out of. They ran out of slouchy cardigans with right. that. The sleeves were just a little too long. Um, I remember watching that show also because I was like at the time I was like one of those you know kids. I have my my father's Indian, my mother's American, but like you mm-hmm. know if you're a child of an Indian. You have to have at least three extracurricular activities oh, sure. going on, and one of them for me was violin. Oh, and so I played violin at the time, and I was anytime I saw anyone playing violin in any movie or anything, I was like, "Oh, I have to watch it." There's like somebody who's doing something that I'm doing. Sure. I don't know why I had to, but so I watched <laughs> that show, and I could I would always be like, "Oh, she's not really playing that violin." I can tell the way she's holding it. Was it J Love yeah. or was it? It was Lacey Chabert. Lacey Chabert. That's right. Um, but I still watch it anyways because there was like some elements of her like having to go to like orchestra or, or mm-hmm. you know carrying her violin case around and I'm like that's me <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but then the person that I came out loving the most out of that show was Nev Campbell because then Scream came out and I'm like right, we right. all know yeah and I, and I think you're right Scott this movie for her you know we, we saw her in so many seasons and Party of Five and then we see Nev Camp or we see uh, Sydney Prescott who I mean for all intents and purposes is a goody two shoes yes yeah you know? she ends up being a badass she was so good and you know Scream Five it's hard to tell where you are now yeah <laughs> yeah Scream Five yes Scream um, yeah, Scream 5. The one that should have been called Five Cream, but they decided not to use the numbers in the yep. title anymore. Five Cream was and, how the marketing looked. I hate and it. She, <laughs> and she is a woman that knows her self-worth. When she yes. saw the offer for Scream 6, Yes, she was just like, I'm going to sit this one out. Right. Like, I'm worth more than that, and you know it. Right. But, okay, so I want to... What I want to know is... Inquiring Minds want to know. How well do you think she pulls off this... Florida Bayou trailer. Swamp trash. Swamp trash. <laughs> she got her shoes at Whores R Us. <laughs> or what was it called? It, it was Whores R Us. So in less. the trailer, it says tra- Tramps for, for less. less. And then in the movie, it's actually Whores for Less. Yeah. I, I like know. Whores for Less more. <laughs> I do too. There's something more, something better about the word whore. Yeah. I, just like it. I have that in my, uh, <laughs> in my notes is queer classic elements, quotable dialogue, where she, where she gets whore. the shoes. Horse for less. So do oh, we, she has so many lines in this movie. Does, Her yeah. line, she gets the best line readings in this movie. Like I hate you. Three <laughs> words, and she makes the most of it each time. We'll get uh, there. 
But but what do we think of of Nev pulling off this bad girl character? I think is it she works. Doing it? Well, you know, you put enough eyeliner on somebody and where, cut their hair short saying. and have yeah. dark hair she and you got black, it. She had those black bad girl streaks. No, 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 no. She has dark hair. There were red streaks. Yeah. Red streaks, yeah. yeah. I did believe... That, so there was, there was the element of believability to somebody because when she is laying back and smoking a joint, I'm like... She's done that before. <laughs> I, that is believable. And I think also the filmmaking kind of yeah. lends to it because every time you see her, she's in that like gator swamp sure. motel, whatever it is yeah. that she lives at. I think it was like a trailer park. Lives kind at, of. It was, well, grandma. they had like, yeah, the, the grandma they has had like a gator world, mini gator world situation sort of going yeah. on yeah. front. Yeah. But then she has her own trailer in the back. Which so, is okay. like a fabulous trailer. But yeah, the, the environment around her kind yeah. of all adds to the sort of swampy Florida atmosphere. So it really lends a lot yeah. to her. Like she kind of can just slip right into it. Sure. So I feel like it's believable because there's a lot of actual uh, elements of the filmmaking that give you that. Yeah. And she doesn't ever destroy that uh, that vibe. Sure. I think me. it works. Um, I think it works. I I. At first, I was like, oh, my goodness, with the set design in this trailer. But then the more I looked, the more I was like, it's pretty right. Right? It's pretty right. Yeah. So there was the plastic beaded curtains, which mm-hmm. I loved. There were, you know, just posters. She had, like, L7, of course, poster. Right. She's reading Celine. She's reading Celine. I think there was a Smashing Pumpkins poster. I think there was. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, but L7 was the big one. And then she had a little TV. And I, a lot of times in the in the 90s, if you had a TV in your room as a teenager, it was like a small shitty TV, yes. right? But her TV had a candle on it. And the candle, she just, or they just like lit it and let the wax drip onto the TV itself. And uh, I was like, my mother would have thrown me out of the She's that type of girl, Pete. <laughs> we gave you this television and look what you did. Yeah, but I was like, I love that like little note that they did where she just lit this candle on the TV and just fucking let it burn. And there's like wax coming all down the side. It, you don't see it until the detective comes in. Yeah, Duquette. Yeah. <laughs> that name. Um, I love the two of them, by the way, the way they played off each other. Mm-hmm. Um Kevin Bacon and what is the actress's name uh, that plays the the, the, the female detective, detective. Uh, Daphne yeah. Rubin Vega Daphne Rubin Vega as Gloria Perez yeah she's um, the only one who like sees through everything right away and nobody yes. listens to her <laughs> hey I mean for a movie set in Florida in the nineties there's one brown person in it. I, was I think she's the only person of color in the entire film. And I'm like, this is, is Florida. Like, yeah. I mean, granted, it's a movie in the it's, 90s. Yeah. But like, if you've been to Florida, like, there's tons of people of color. There's Indian people. There's people, like, from all the Caribbean. All kinds Island, of like, Latin yeah, people, like, yeah. everywhere. But in this movie, well, it's also, like, it's also, I was curious that when they, they do the opening of the movie, and there's that opening shot going over first, like, this, the Everglades and the swamps, and mm-hmm. then it gets to, like, civilization. Right. You know, I'm like, how big is this school district that Nev Campbell, from her That's trailer my, park, yeah. is going to the same public school as, like, the princess of Blue Bay? Is there, right. like, a off... Blue Bay is, there is like just, a, like... Is there any dialogue no. that she's there on scholarship nope. or anything? No. 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 And I, I thought that, too, because I thought the idea was... Like you said, they start off kind of showing Florida, like, the natural landscape and everything. But then it kind of goes into, like, oh, bitch, this high school is on the water. Yeah. They've this got, like, high school looks like a country club. This high school and it has, has a sailing a class. sailing <laughs> class. All right. That the guidance counselor yeah. teaches. Yeah. <laughs> so this is that kind of school. But then also, 
you know, whores are us. Like <laughs> she with her like shitty like beetle. Could you imagine that, you your know, high school guidance counselor looking like Matt Dillon? Well, Always wearing those short shorts to school. Yeah. Well, let me tell you oh. this: the opening of the movie. That's the very first goop gag geekery. Of you see it all. the girls being like, "Oh, look at his eyes." Yeah, like somewhere you, you hear some girls say that, yeah. and I'm like, "And that was a weird shot too." Because at first you think it's like, "Okay, this is a first person camera shot," and, and then, then at some point back, it's yeah. like the camera's suddenly right behind mm-hmm. him. Like now we're following him. Yeah, it was a really subtle weird thing, and I'm like. It still jars my eye when you see it. But then it's like you see all the girls responding to him as he passes by, and you get the vibe of who this guy is in this community. I just assumed it was a student, and then it's like, oh, it was Matt Dillon. And it's like, well, of course, if he's any kind of a high school teacher, the girls are going to be like, what the fuck? Because it's Matt Dillon. And then I love I love that opening scene in the school, like where it's like I guess this is what high school was like for some people. I don't remember. They called it like their their seminar, the like semester seminar. I'm like, what is this yeah, seminar where they're now that? talking about sex crimes? Yeah, have in the middle been, of it, have they been doing this the entire school year? Yes, is I, it the first day of class? Is it the last day? No, of class? I have no clue. But yeah, on the stage behind either. him, did you notice on the stage behind him? Like, there's the, there's the the big chalkboard and then to the right when you first see him on stage all the way to the right there's a poster for the school production of south pacific <laughs> like i'm like okay it's like an odd time to plug that show we, we kind of thought that it might be paid off later in the movie but it no nope. well, no i guess not no. <laughs> they're, they're not even on the pacific ocean <laughs> yeah they're on the gulf coast <laughs> but yeah like that that whole moment of him walking and i love that denise richards's first line she like sits down and she's like oh She's giving him the eye already, but then someone reaches for the little bow on her weird schoolgirl outfit, and she's just like, fuck off! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Best they, intro. They kind of set up that there's like a guy that kind of is maybe a boyfriend with her, but he's Some gone. other rich boy. Yeah. He's gone. He's out. We don't, we don't hear from him after, after that first scene, but it's fine. Um, we haven't even talked about fucking Bill Murray. <laughs> He's yeah. in this movie. They got Bill Murray for this, this movie. And I mean, movie. I'm assuming that he just was a fan of Henry Portrait of a Serial, Portrait Killer. Of a serial Killer. Like and wanted to work with this Yeah, director. it's curious. Like, I wonder if there's there any material on like what drew him to this project? Because he's only yeah. in it for like five, seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. And pivotal also, moments, but yeah, very pivotal moments. And he does kind of change the tone of the movie in every scene that he's in. But it works. Yeah. He gives it the comic tone yeah. that like, I think is perfectly in line with the rest of the movie is. The rest of the movie, I think, is supposed to be comical in a right. lot he of ways. He knows what it is. Yeah, yeah. He he's knows not- what he's doing there. And it is a perfect little, like, I love his office, the comedy they ring out oh, of his little my God. office with his uh, secretary every time announcing people and standing up and yelling over, yelling over the wall. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Bobbin. I you know, yeah. like, the, and the fact that he only uses his intercom even though she's, she's right know, there. Within... Earshot. Can you show them in, please? Yeah. Um, okay. So the, it's it's going to be impossible to give a, a one sentence or two sentence synopsis of this movie <laughs> because there's so much intrigue in this. But I mean, right off the bat, we just have to say, and this is what's given away in the trailer. Matt Dillon is the guidance counselor of Blue Bay High School. And he's like a sexy young guidance counselor. All the students love him. The girls love him because he's hot. The boys love him because he teaches sailing. And he's, he's the got, educator of the year. So the school yeah, school, school loves, loves him. him. The principal loves him. Yes. Uh, that we, big ass glass bowl that, on his yeah, desk. Yeah, that Stanley Cup that yeah. he got for being Educa- teacher of the year. Educator of the year yeah, or whatever. Crazy. Uh, Denise Richards is a 
sex pot student that Kelly Van Ryan a little yep. too familiar with him, but he's playing it off like, "All right, Kelly, I'm giving you a ride home, but get out." And I'm also going to invite this boy along too right. for the ride home, just right. so we can keep it kosher. Right. We see that Kelly's mother, played by Teresa Russell, who I love, who we love, um, and what an intro. Her too. coming out oh in that bikini God. with the Her white robe, oh she is living <laughs> in this movie. She, I, 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 and the short hair really works. It for does. Her. Yeah, I did yeah. not think it would. For people who saw Black Widow and uh-huh. loved that movie, um, was she also in the movie by Ken Russell called Whore? Whore. Yeah, she's in that. She's in that. Like, mm-hmm. there's something I That's love. That's where I know her from. Yeah. Right. <laughs> whore. Yeah. She knows all about whores for less. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I love her in this movie. Mm-hmm. She just looks fabulous in every single scene. I almost for a minute was like, Teresa Russell playing Denise Richards' mother? I did the math. That's crazy. I did the math. Is it like 15 years? It kind of checks out. It's like 15 years. It works. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an extreme. (laughs) Yeah, but you learn that in this plot that like she's kind of had a previous fuck boy relationship with him. Yeah. And at the same time, her daughter is attracted to him. Yeah. And then it comes to the, this is like the thorny part. Like it's pretty, I I was surprised I'm watching. I'm like, oh, this hinges on a plot. The plot hinges around a fake our word allegation. Right. Which is like, okay, this could be very, go very wrong if you're yeah. not playing this right. And yeah. somehow never does no, go they, wrong. They kind of, kind of not gloss over it, but it's yeah. an important part of the story. And they, somehow I was impressed also with the sensitivity of the detective when she's talking to yeah. these Richards. Right, right, it right. was like, she, they, she doesn't overplay like I'm the asshole detective or I'm just trying to pump you for information. It was like, Oh, okay. Like there's something about this that feels like suitable right mm-hmm. um in a way but she's also the one who like after that she's like oh no bitch <laughs> yeah so yeah. you know we we get set up at the beginning that denise richards hates nev campbell because she is a poor dirty poor girl and she hates her and that but she but denise richards is also being a little too pushy with matt dylan does she I think she has to know about the past relationship with, with her mother. Oh, yeah. I think she mm-hmm. does for sure. Because yeah. she says it right in front. Like She yes. says, like, why don't you come in for a drink, Sam? Mm-hmm. And then when he's like, no, thanks anyways. And he drives off. And you see Denise Richards give her mom that, like, yeah, uh, yeah. look. Like, yes. you fucking bitch. You already had that dick. <laughs> and I want it now. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, she, we, we find out that, you know, Denise Richards accuses Matt Dillon, you know, of, of – uh, a sex crime, and how ironic! Have, oh. After the after this assembly presentation on sex crimes, yeah. which um, at least the students boo, and yeah, they boo, and they boo the cops, good kids. Yes, right, <laughs> ACAP. Um, but they play it off very like uh, you don't know if it happened or not because she goes into the house after he says, "I will meet you later." Get out of my house. Well, yeah, because she shows up. She comes. She sends her friend home. Although her line when she gets there, where's your hose, Mr. Lombardo? Shows up to wash the Jeep. Yeah. The wash, the dirty Jeep. In her white shorts and white top. In her white shorts. And and I'm like, when a school has like a car wash fundraiser, is it like house calls? I was confused (laughs) about that too. I'm like... You know, it seems like Why this community is, is very spread out. It seems like a big responsibility yeah. to ask students to just, like, wander all over. He needed to immediately be like, go back to school, and I will bring the Jeep. But, you know, we find out that he doesn't really do it because 
it's all a ruse. It's all right? a ruse. But you get that great shot of her standing like dripping wet. Oh no, in her all white this shirt stuff and shorts in his house, it. giving him that look. Yes, that like that moment. Like that's why I was like, she knows what she's yeah. doing for someone who's never done this kind of role before. Yeah. She has seen enough. She's watched the Skin and Max porn noirs uh, <laughs> with her friends oh, yeah. before this movie. And so okay, so we also did, we also did the math and and found that Denise Richards is twenty six, twenty seven when she shoots at this time when she's shooting this movie. Safe. Yeah. (laughs) Playing a high school student. That's about right. You know, it's the 90s. Right. So, and again, they gave all this away in the trailer. The the whole courtroom, (laughs) you know, reveal. So, you know, this, Matt Dillon is like, He's getting threats from the public. He's getting fired from his job. He's getting run, run off the road. RW, his, all the his whole reason I'm recapping this is because I need to find out who the fuck Robert Wagner is supposed to be in this movie. I have he, no idea. Uh, Robert Wagner is the father of his, of this of, of the woman girlfriend right. of, his, of the woman that he's yeah. seeing. Barbara Bach, but, but also maybe. He, in the legal counsel, I thought he was the I lawyer of the, Teresa Russell. But then, of the Teresa court, Russell, the, yeah. the I think judge is, is like, "You're not the lawyer." Like the district attorney he must, of Blue Bay. I think that's a, kind of the vibe I got. But he's also like a social, like a wealthy. Yes, as he's of the wealthy elite. And so, if you are with yeah. him, it, you're in. It strikes me as the character of Tom Baxter that was probably a bigger deal when they signed him and they got Robert Wagner. So and then right. probably just a lot of it just ended up getting cut. What I love. Yeah, because I was always very confused about his relationship to any yeah. of these people. But I do love that moment in the courtroom when he's like, Your Honor, may I say something? She's like, Mr. Baxter, you were not trying this case. <laughs> sit Go down. sit down. <laughs> like, like, yes, I love this judge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I, I love when Robert Wagner sees him at the country club. And like he has that moment, and it's Robert Wagner. I mean, it's not. This is not like Lawrence Olivier or anything. It's right. he's, he's freaking heart to heart for God's sake. But <laughs> but it's still Robert Wagner, right? He yeah. was he was married to Natalie Wood. Maybe I was going to say like, like Natalie Wood. What do you know about <laughs> Natalie's whereabouts now, Robert? Yeah. But but it's like there he is. Yep. How handsome was he as a he young was man? Very oh handsome. my! Looking at that Goodness. picture right listeners, now. Listeners were pointing to a framed um, picture that we have of. Natalie and Robert. But I love the moment at the country club when he's just like, all right, you're, you know, your time, you're finished. You're done you're in finished. Blue Bay. You're done in Blue Bay. <laughs> and like Matt Dillon like tries to like say something to him. And then, and then Robert Wagner just says something like, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 such language. Oh my goodness. Slap me, Robert Wagner. I will get the fuck out of here. And Ooh. I mean, that's just sort of the dynasty element of this plot. Yes. Too, yes. Of the, the Rich intrigue, the yeah. intrigue yeah, yeah, and yeah. politics of this, of this small town in Florida. The small swamp town in Florida. But something about I love that these... courtroom, though. What city are they oh, in with that goodness. magnificent yeah. courtroom with that huge portrait above like a... the judge's chair? It looked like a cheesecake factory. And then it becomes court, like the scene room. of like Mink's stolen cereal mom yeah. getting yeah. dragged out of court. <laughs> you stanky <laughs> bitch! Like oh. that that yeah. scene where Denise throws the, the water glass at so, Nev. Okay, so here's what here's what we're saying. I heard that was pretty terrifying. Oh, it looks scary. First tell me, you have a story I could tell. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, you know, we talked about how she levels these very serious allegations yes. against her uh, high counselor. school guidance counselor. They turn out to be fake. She, and then actually real in the end? She, well, yeah. <laughs> they get, she, she has a tantrum in the courtroom. She throws a glass 
towards the judge, like right. towards the, after, the bench. After Susie cracks on the witness stand, she's like scream. She's screaming. oh my god! She has when this Susie spills the tea, oh, yep. It's like it. oh, and then she found out Mr. Lombard was doing her mom, and then she lost her. I'm like oh, you fucking oh, This was the trial to cover for sure. <laughs> yeah, or like she calls her like the c word, but like oh, that's later. In there the pool. are no repercussions. None. For Denise Richards. She's just riding the limo on the way home from the courthouse. I'm like, they, well, they put her in handcuffs, but then she's in the limo. But like, then she's in the limo. Later, I'm like, did she I get mean, arraigned? I don't know what happened. I guess the repercussions are the eight and a half million dollars. I mean, right, I guess yeah. it's that. <laughs> she broke my trust to yeah. pay you. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're to believe that that's how she was punished, was her broken trust fund, eight and a half million dollars, nothing to sneeze at. But it's like... Bitch, I get. I mean, it's a settlement, so I guess that's it. I guess I don't know. Like that was the plot. Was yeah. like okay. Like we find out when she shows up at his yeah. sleazy motel room with all the neon lights oh my God. and you know the mosquitoes buzzing yeah. outside. Was there the a really door. a really slow ceiling fan? I'm sure. There yes, was. Yeah. there was, of course. <laughs> but like then you're like, oh, this was a plot by her yeah. to get money out of her trust mm-hmm. because she can't touch it till her mom dies because yeah. it's from her grandfather, and of course he. Mr. Lombard, but she's doing it because she's, you know, even though she's playing this like super mature, sexy mm-hmm. young woman, she is still a teenager. Yeah. And so she thinks that there's really some relationship happening right, there. Right, right, right. And then you discover, oh no, Nev Campbell. She was in on it too. Mm-hmm. She shows up out of the bathroom with another bottle of champagne and she kind of feels like the person that like, sh- want, like, it's like at the, you're at the origin and there's the one person who is like not really a part of the group that is like trying to get <laughs> in there. She was the third. She was definitely yep. the third you know, person. She's like, I'm here yeah. too. She's the third I've got all. champagne. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, she gets in there. He's like, you two kiss. I'm like, okay, this guy's a creep. So, okay. So I believe she says what's eight and a half million divided by three or something. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think Bill Murray says eight and a half million. So they establish it's eight and a half million dollars. But then later on in the movie, Kevin Bacon like hacks this. Oh yeah. Fucking, Sun trust bank or whatever. This, it was. Sure. this I know it's 1998, but this website was like a geo cities, yes. like, <laughs> angel fire looking ass. I'm like that's the bank's that, website. I know, Pete, it is I, a, it is a, uh, it's a credit union. I think that was a flying piggy bank. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating. I think there was a piggy bank with wings. I remember that shot too, and I'm like, also, I'm like, does he still have a warrant to be like looking through his bank records right. and shit? He's just doing whatever he wants, Mister Duquette. Yeah, but my point is, I think it's at five million. It's like five and a half million yeah. dollars is in that account. I'm like, well, where's the other? There's three? another. There's a missing three. So, okay, so I'm not wrong then. Okay. No, okay. you're right. Okay, I saw it okay. too, and I was good, like. Good. Wait, so he's already like squirreled away hole, three yeah. million somewhere. <laughs> well, he also said, "Oh, the lawyer, the lawyer gets he, a cut he, too." The lawyer got a cut, and then he also said, "Too like, did he buy a new car?" He said, "I'm uh, the lawyer bought a car with his own money, but he said like, oh, yeah, he said you're I'm doing s- rich guy stuff. Yeah, I got, see. I'm, I'm newly rich, so I got to be spending the money to make it look real, right? But that doesn't mean that I'm going to cut you out. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Famous last words. You already spent $3 million of... And we're supposed to believe you that you're going to still total, cut us in. Yeah, of the net, and I still need my I share. I also love that line in the courtroom when... Um, I mean, I know it's supposed to be like uh, Kelly's like, oh, I'm telling you how mm. I was assaulted. Just like he liked me on the floor of his shitty house. And then you his see his house, house, and I'm yeah. like, this house for a poor person the is house, pretty fabulous. The house yeah. that borders the country club? 
Yeah, but yeah and he's yeah. got like yeah. you go into his backyard. And it's a beautiful pool with like tropical plants, lush vegetation. Like, yeah, but but also you have to remember Denise Richards is living is super in like wealthy. Pablo Escobar's house. Right yeah. when they show the shot of her house, when like you hear her mother fucking from outside. I was um, like, is this and it's like, I'm like, is that the high school? Yeah. Oh no, that's her house, that's her house. because there's their boat parked yeah. in the water in yeah. front. I love that moment too, where she's like fucking her deckhand or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and like, yeah. And like then the like cool she's interrupted by the phone call from the school saying like, your child has been yeah, absent. The automated. Like, oh, you. And then she's just like, I'm done. He's like, wait a minute, what about me? <laughs> and she hears her skeet shooting off of. Oh, yes. Another yeah. deck. Another used, Denise yeah. Richards with the shotgun. Yep. I love that line from Denise Richards, too. She's like, which one of your deck hands is that? Whichever one I want. <laughs> like, Denise with the shotgun cinema. Yeah, we love yes. it. Yes. Pull. Yeah, shooting skeet over the bay. Shooting skeet yeah. over the bay, yeah. Denise. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I love I- but like, I feel like somebody else cursed on the stand, and she and the judge was like, "None of that." It was it was when Nev Campbell curses. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, "Oh, so the rich girl gets to curse on the stand, and the poor girl doesn't." Yeah. Oh, I see. But then the judge is like, "I believe I made it clear the court intends to hear Miss Toller's story." And I'm like, "Oh, she's not letting it, but she's not letting it. She's still sticking to her guns a little bit." This judge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the like. Okay, I do think. Bill Murray, maybe he maybe he was badgering the witness a little bit. I don't know, just a little bit. But she, <laughs> <laughs> she let that go. But also, the guy who was kind of like in charge of Kevin Bacon and his partner was the DA. Oh, was he the DA? I think he oh, was. Okay, the, sure. He okay. was like the prosecuting attorney. Okay, yeah. Because like, and he's kind of a dick, like with his feet up on the desk. Yeah. Like, bring me a case. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Mm, fuck you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and just immediately. Be- Believing Denise, I mean, of course. We I think you should always. We don't that's want the thing. That's, what's, that's what the tricky thing is: believe. is that you should always yeah. err on the side of believing anybody who makes this claim. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it, for the, the people in the movie, they knew it was right. such a perfect plot because, right. like, oh, well, yeah. who is going to question this? Yeah, we can easily get away with this. And obviously, he's, and he, like he says, you're never free of something. You're never clear of something like yeah. this. And it's like, well, that's all part of the plan, and it works brilliantly. Yeah. So we think. <laughs> but um, Detective Gloria Perez was onto her, though. She was onto her from the very beginning. She's yeah. like, "You want to know my gut? I think she's, she's acting. acting." I'm like, oh, "Cannot fool her." But you know what, though? Like, there's that shot after the skeet shooting, and Teresa Russell takes Denise Richards inside the house, and they're sitting on the couch. The shot of her face, and she's yep. just looking off into the distance, and she's just like, and the single tear. Oh my. Oh my god! It was like a, almost like a real emotional moment, yeah. kind of, but so melodramatically. Denise built. is really good in that scene. She is. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm like, there's some. She's really channeling yeah. right now, especially when you find you know later, like you understand later on that she was acting, and you know, right. you're like, Ooh, and I love that bitch. her mom is almost more offended that like, that it was wait him. a minute. I want to have sex with him again. <laughs> like she's like almost more upset about that than I she love, is. I love how pissed off. Teresa Russell is when she's sitting down with the cops. My daughter does not get yeah. Blue Bay. <laughs> it must be insane to think you could do this yeah. to me. And then they're like, yeah. it's not about yeah. you. Like, <laughs> to remind you, this didn't happen to you. Yeah, slapping the table. You're fine. Just like, yeah. You've got the deckhand waiting outside. <laughs> oh, my God. When he runs... Matt Dillon off the side of the road in that jeep. Oh my god! Oh my god! And then he just gets. I'm like, how did he get home? Yeah, they cut to the house later on. The jeeps in the driveway. They somehow like, got a tow out. All right. Did the guy who's like, wait, why don't you? I'll wait here for the tow truck to come. Yeah, and were then you, I'll leave. Were you reading about the dead body that was found in the swamp? I behind did hear about that. One of the oh shots. I think that it was when. Um, 
I think Denise Richards drives Nev Campbell when they've been drinking. Yes. When uh, they try to off Nev Campbell. Mm-hmm. I okay. think it's in that scene. Denise says that they found a dead body in the swamp and they had to pause production for the authorities to come fish it out. For the real police to come and do something. <laughs> because I guess they're just filming in Florida. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens in the swamp. The swamp oh is a repository for all human sin. <laughs> oh my god! All of these <laughs> ominous shots of gators. Just I kind love of, of wild animals. All of these wild animals, like oh, bitch, the gators know. The gators, the gators know, know all. Right, <laughs> and like, and it's like obviously making a very obvious like correlation between the predatory, horrible people yeah. and the animals. Like this is what comes out yes. of the swamp. Both people and animal. Everything that comes out of here is predatory and dangerous. Yeah. There is a musical cue that they play. Oh, we have to talk about the score when of this the, movie. <laughs> There's a musical cue that they play score? when George the gators... Clinton. Oh, get the fuck out Funkadelic. of here. George okay. Clinton of the Funkadelics because did this score. <laughs> every time they play that little musical cue with the gators, it gives me this Stone Temple Pilot song. And every time I'm like, oh, they're going to play that Stone Temple Pilot song. It's the 90s. No, it's not. No, it's, the, it's, not. it's the late motif of the gators, like knowing everything. They're just edging you with the Stone Temple Pilots intro Seriously, the whole movie. Seriously. It's just that first this, little, like, This movie does miss. Twangy. Like, there's music in this movie, but it's music from the '90s that I can't recognize. Like, how no, did the soundtrack? How did the soundtrack not get like? Yeah. Okay, Third Eye yeah. Blind. That was what they yes. really shot the load of <laughs> yeah. in the budget. <laughs> they got the big Third Eye Blind song, and that was like, well, we promised the rest of George Clinton, so I guess we're just going to have to go with some indie bands nobody cares about right now. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they I'm going to say that track. now. All the people who love all those bands are like, how dare you? Oh, I don't know about any of these. We're bands. just going to bring in some session there's, musicians. Since there's a yeah. Smash Mouth song in there, <laughs> Love Machine is in there. Barry White, but yeah, but uh, oh yeah, there is. They play "Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe" at one moment, mm-hmm. and it's like a really weird cutaway from one scene. To the next. I'm trying to remember what the scene before it was, but I remember like the music playing in the background. Oh, it's um, the scene where they're talking about where Sam Lombardo is in the principal's office and they're t- showing the picture of the fish. He's like, oh, if you haven't been chasing booty <laughs> at the yacht club, you could have caught one of these with me. And it's like coming after another scene of some inappropriate conduct. And then it's like, can't get enough of your love, babe, is playing in the principal's <laughs> office. I'm like, that's interesting choice, principal, uh, but okay. I loved in Nev's reveal her initial intro in the trailer they're playing not an addict by case choice which was a huge song see so there was some there was some good they're buried they're they are buried yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah semi-charmed life is like that's the big one but not an addict i feel like uh, i don't know if thematically it's not necessarily like oh these lyrics but it's perfect tonally the way the music sounds and just like that, that like the lead singer like moaning as she's like as as we like cut to her reading her you know reading this book on her little bed. I love that song. Was that song a cover? I think that's one of those songs that was secretly a cover. I'll have I to look it up. No, I'll have to look it up. But that whole uh, setup of Susie is so confusing when you get to the end. Yes. Like, Wait a minute. Oh my god. At what point? Like you had to. I can't have my brain cannot help going back. To, like at what point? Like, she's been acting the entire time. Like, everything that you've seen her do the entire yeah. movie yep. is her performing for people, basically. Because mm-hmm. she's, you know, we find out then she has a genius IQ. It didn't stop her from buying that horrible wig. <laughs> but, it, you know, she's super smart. Um, but so you, you come to believe, like, does her family know? I think what's... But she doesn't really have a family. 
Well, like, also, well, well, also, really there is sort of a throwaway incest backstory that it mentions briefly, and then it quickly like changes the subject. Where, where was that again? There's... It's it's when um, the detective is coming to see the grandmother at the end of the movie. She says something about like, it's what is her, what is it? No, no, no. She the thing is that Teresa Russell and Susie are somehow related. Okay, that's like she's what like she an said. Aunt or a grandmother yeah. or something. Something happened to Susie's parents that we're not quite clear about. She said like her mom, but the she script... said and incidentally, it's so and so's sister. And I think that's what okay. you were thinking. Yeah. But she means it that, glosses like, over it really I think, quick. I think she meant that Teresa Russell, Denise Richards' mother in the movie, is Susie Nev Campbell's aunt. I so think they're I like cousins. Some of this, some I can't remember where I read this. Yeah. I think I remember reading something about that yeah. too. Because the whole movie is so confusing. Yeah. That anything could be possible yeah, really yeah, yeah. at this point. Um, I do love those. Okay, I was very terrified for the guy who's playing with the gators. <laughs> Like those, he's really doing that. Yeah, like, gator wrestling. He's, he's yeah. really putting his head. I mean, in the he's gator's probably mouth. just right? a gator world like employee. Like, <laughs> did they just find some Florida hillbilly who does this and be like, "Hey, you're in the movie"? Probably. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he was an actor. He seemed very believable. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, not like someone who'd never been in a movie who doesn't but, know how to act in front but of that's the camera. Something that the gator wrestlers do is that they got the mouth and they put the put mouth under their chin. chin and I'm like, kiss it and all that stuff. That's very. They're like, like hitting these little pressure points. I don't know. I think there's a genuine skill that is learned there. Yeah. How exactly and where exactly you learn this skill in Florida is yeah. a mystery <laughs> to be solved. I was reading an interesting quote from the director, and he calls this the most political film that he's made due to its focus on the social class and who ends up winning at the end. It's the girl from the trailer park. And the that's very what, end. Another thing I love about the movie yeah. is like, oh, she beats everybody and she walks away <laughs> with the money. Um, no consequences. <laughs> that was last night. Susie, be good. <laughs> like, oh, she'll be fine. Yeah. She'll probably, hopefully she'll be smart enough to invest this somewhere and like be able to live off it forever. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's not that big of a payoff. It's like couple million but you know it was the 90s good for her probably a lot then it yeah. can go far yeah you know she put it in a good money market account she'd be <laughs> fine in the caribbean somewhere yeah i mean as we all know if you if you bought you know real estate if you bought a house in the 90s you're you know you're sitting pretty today right but <laughs> but um it is a it's an interesting long con for eight and a half million dollars <laughs> For eight and a half, eight and a half million dollars, right? But you know, when you're that's a lot to someone who has no money. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I could see her like, and it didn't, didn't. It cost her a couple teeth, but oh my God, <laughs> oh that that <laughs> like that credit sequence of. So okay, so he he <laughs> is acting like he's killing Susie off camera, and but also Denise Richards doesn't see it. And then he brings her body back wrapped in plastic and has Denise Richards help him put it in the back of the Jeep. So Denise Richards thinks Susie's dead, right? She thinks that that was part yes. of the plan yeah. with her and Sam. And that, because she doesn't have that, that great reaction where he's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I just, I'm just worried if my mom catches me taking her Range Rover. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> she's not concerned yeah. about this girl that she's... You know, yeah, made out I with a that. couple times by this point. My mother would kill me if she knew I, I took the rover. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. She's another gator <laughs> of the swamp here. Is who yeah. we got in Kelly Van Ryan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess he. Well, my question was, I guess he just tells her like, I'm going to throw her in the swamp. 
Like, he doesn't take Denise Richards with him to do it. No, I think he does. Well, then who do they does. throw in the swap? They throw <laughs> Susie in the swap, I guess. Or he makes it. That's a good question. Like, they, logistically, yeah. where is he taking Susie if she's sure. still alive? Yeah. And he's got his waiters on. You know, yeah, because my question was, what was happened? Was that in a real swap or was that a set? Because oh, you could not pay me enough no, to go yeah. wading through the swamp no. at night in Florida. Yeah, no. Even a day. For, I mean, it probably <laughs> was a day for night thing. But, like, oh, No. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to walk through the no. swamp. Not yeah, happening. That was my thing. I was like, if they faked it, then who did he throw in the swamp? Or like, did he just like, okay, I'm going to find a nice little marsh to set I you down in, and you yeah. come back after we've left. Because she's wrapped like, in plastic. Like, she, wrapped if he threw in her in plastic. there, she would have, yeah. like, suffocated. So I think that he just told Denise Richards he was going to do it. I can, yeah, because that was a little confusing, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did that logistic, like, log- how did they plan yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, Unless that's just a plot hole that nobody's ever really cared about yeah i guess you have to pay attention to the edge of the frame to see if like denise's hair is like in the yeah. corner somewhere or something because <laughs> never like it's because they still have the range off. rover because they would have needed it to bring the body, the body there so yeah. she would have to be there okay yeah i would like <laughs> one of you to explain to me because i've already forgotten it how does kevin bacon's last act reveal and the shower fit into all of this that he, both okay so they don't know that kevin bacon was in on the plan the, Both either Susie, Susie does because in yes. the end credit sequence, you one of the she scenes got, is her. They are parked outside them, yeah. that that fish bait and tackle mm-hmm. shop slash restaurant slash bar. And go make a friend. Yeah. And she's like, go make That's a friend. Right. And he's like, are you sure? she's like, oh, he's dirty. He'll love it. Trust me. Yeah. So she tells him to go. And she has the past plot to and, him. And she has the past with him. And also this like ex boyfriend David. Davy, Davy, he was so Davy was okay. So we discover this. That's like the sort of moral, not moral, but it's like the th- it, the thing that it makes Nev, I think, want to get at least the detective killed mm-hmm. because there's that. They sort of set that up earlier in the movie where when Ray Duquette shows up and she's like, and the grandma or whoever, Carrie Snodgrass also. Academy Award nominated actress <laughs> who never smokes a single cigarette that she puts in her hand in this movie. She just holds them and never smokes them. But she's like, he comes there and he's like, oh, what, where? he's like, oh, well, Susie called us. Where should we find her? She's like, you know the way. Uh, and you're like, yeah. oh, he know. Why does he know the way? <laughs> and then at the end, you know, at the end of the movie, when he's like, he shouldn't have killed Kelly or that boy. What was his name? She's like Davy, mm-hmm. and he mentions it to her earlier when he catches her smoking a joint. And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry about that friend of yours. What was his name? She's like Davy. Yeah. She's like upset about it still. Like it's mm-hmm. the one thing that's like genuine. It's like she is still pissed about that. And then you find out from the grandma Gator World Manager um, <laughs> Carrie Snodgrass <laughs> that she's like she tells the story to Daphne Rubin Vega later. She's like that Ray, that this detective Ray Duquette used to come to like he had a he had a whore around here that he would see regularly. And then he sees I guess he was smacking her around and Davy who also who's like the sweet kid who lived in the trailer park there tries to stop it he tries to protect this woman that ray duquette is beating up and then ray kills him and then says it was self-defense and so he got away with this killing and it becomes like that's why they're like oh one time when he gets laid off or not laid off when he gets fired yeah um because he killed kelly and it sort of becomes the catalyst for the whole plot the Susie character the Susie character why she wants to this is very this. this is very like Deep in the story, yeah, and then you don't even this find out very... like more about that until you know, when she says when she says it. Then I'm like, oh, so part of this must be revenge for Davy, sure. And so that's, but you never see Davy; you just hear no. the name and you hear yeah. the story, and it's sort of thrown in there and peppers the plot here and there. Then you realize, mm-hmm. oh, that's actually pretty important to her. <laughs> um, but we never hear more any more about that because you have to keep the mystery going. 
Yeah, yeah. But that's, I think, what the deal is with that. Yes. And they had Kevin Bacon all along, but they were going to kill him anyway because they lured him onto the boat. Mm-hmm. Nobody Matt wants Dillon to share eight and a half million dollars. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, not three ways, not four ways, not two ways. No way. <laughs> Doesn't matter how much dick you show, Kevin, you're not getting any of this money. Uh, I have also under clear classic elements in my notes, cat fights and pools. That fight scene. In the pool. Who wants to say the line? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you say it. I was like, you stupid <laughs> cunt. <laughs> like, oh that, every time she says it. Holding I, Nev's head yeah. under the water. <laughs> I'm laughing hysterically yeah. in this moment. And then it's like, oh, my God. It's like making fun of male fantasies so well. Because yeah. it's like, of course, that fight turns into her fingers touch her lips. Yeah. As it's being as, <laughs> as Kevin Bacon is in the, is in the bushes. And, and you see his eyes get like, ooh. ooh. And then you cut to the camera. Zoom, 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 oh zoom. God. <laughs> and then he's playing. And then it zooms out again. It zooms out on the TV in the station. And he's like, look, there they are. And the. Detectives like, what oh, the fuck boy. are you doing? Turn this shit off. You have teen girls making out on the TV in here. Like this <laughs> plot is so batshit. And just one hundred percent camp. I think we've only covered like twenty percent of it. Oh, like yeah. and we've talked about no. so many things. Yeah. It is so hard to make it's, sense it's, of it. Yeah. Which is part of its charm, I think. <laughs> but no, I think the two that like I I keep saying, like, each time there was a new twist, I was just like, Oh, okay. I I don't know if I, I'm still following, but I didn't see that one coming. Like it wasn't, it's not predictable at all. Definitely which, not you know, predictable. You do yeah. not understand who is the mastermind of everything. And then at the end you discover, oh, Susie's masterminded it with the lawyer. Yes. Right. I guess yep. she's like, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm going to legal representation. Let me find a shady lawyer who will be down for this because yeah. he's going to get a couple mail out of it. And she finds that's, that's how Bill Murray is part of the story. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what he even says to Matt Dillon. He's like, what brings you to this part of town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I assumed it was like he was the only lawyer that he could afford that would take the case. That would take the case. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe Susie recommended him. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what this movie does that I'm a sucker for Hmm. in films like this is a good old-fashioned poisoning scene. Yes. Oh, I love (laughs) it. She shows her, like, 200 IQ in that moment because they're sailing on a boat called the Helios. I mean, and I like kind of the... Greek tragedy parallels with Medea, and yes. she asks him before Medea sailed away on the Helios, Helios, she killed King Creon and the princess with what? A, a rock, B, a spear gun, C, a bit of poison. And like, yep. she totally poison. tricks him into drinking the drink because he's <laughs> suspicious of it at first. And she's like, wow, paranoid much? Like, I need you. How am I going to sail this boat? I just don't know. <laughs> no, she drink the she drink. Says, she says, drive the boat. Which is even like See, sneakier. It's, she's, yeah. Yeah, it's even smarter. Because he knows that he, she knows that he's going to be like, listen, sister, it's not drive. As he's like, it's you don't drive so it, you sail it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, she is playing him <laughs> I, so well. I fucking know that, idiot. <laughs> it's like, I've taken sailing lessons already. I didn't yeah. go to your shitty class, but <laughs> I learned. Oh, that's right, because we find out she had her own boat. Yep. Yeah. At the end, another yeah. little thing. This was Susie's a little, boat. A little sailboat. Yeah. It was a little <laughs> sailboat, yeah. Yeah, all, that shit's wild. It all pays off. It, yeah, it did. It all brilliantly, it all came back. I must say. <laughs> <laughs> I just had never get tired of watching this movie. I never do. I can. I think I've seen it a good ten times. Yeah. I hadn't over seen the it. Years. I hadn't seen it in a while until we watched it yesterday. Yeah, that's a, that's the best way because then it feels yep. fresh again. Like you're not you because don't remember like all I, the twists. I yeah, remembered totally. the last scene of the movie with Nev. 
that right. I know that like somehow she gets the best of everyone with that crazy. But name. I wasn't quite sure yeah. how exactly we got there. She has this blonde wig on at the end of the movie. <laughs> so okay, so the we've already wig. established that he has potentially spent about three million. Right. Then Bill Murray comes and gives her the briefcase at the end, and he says, "All that cash on the top is walking around money, less my fee, less." I think he said a million for your grandma and oh yeah and for Cletus. money and Walter yeah. Cletus yeah. <laughs> yeah Cletus who's trying to carve uh, some dentures yeah. he found to fit his mouth yeah so now she's probably down to like two million right how much yeah. does she have left at this point yeah. eight eight hundred thousand I don't yeah. know right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Let's hope she did. Move. She think, bought a shitty house in Bernal Heights yeah. that's worth three million I think now. Susie's pretty yeah. smart. That yeah. I think that Susie can make money with money. She's got like a quiz nose, like going <laughs> on. <and> like, <laughs> she can go to Europe and run this scam again yeah. with some trashy there French you people. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. where's yeah. another swamp? She just needs to find another place with swamps. Louisiana. That's yeah. where she's. I mean, next. I get that Nev was probably not in the business of making sequels around this time because she was already Other tied to because she was already tied to one film franchise but I want to see just like her later what, yes. what's Susie up to now because none of the trashy sequels covered anything no. with Susie oh, I there think. Were multiple it was more or less like just, it was more, more or less just a remake of Wild Things yes with Wild the, Things 2 with, with Susan less talented Ward. actors yep <laughs> with who Scott? wait with who with Susan Ward and Isaiah Washington Oh, for crying out loud. What? But what about <laughs> Wild Things Diamonds in the Rough from 2005 and Wild Things Foursome? Yeah, Foursome. <laughs> like, Lord. Like, yeah. But yeah, Susie's not a character in any... I don't... Is she... Look at that poster for Wild Things 2. Oh, my God. Just a clone of... Oh, my God. It is. <laughs> with, like, just, but with just one person in yeah. the water instead. Oh, my God. But yeah, yet your eyes... Does. But yet your eyes go to Susan Ward... Only in this poster. Wait, are there two people? Yeah, there's two people. Oh, there's another one. Oh, I thought the reflection was, it's a different person. It's, a, oh. it's the oh, other girl. Oh, that's right. Okay. That was so clever. Okay. Oh. Or is it too clever? Because we didn't notice. Right, we didn't <laughs> notice. <It shouldn't. laughs> yeah, how do you like that? Isaiah Washington from Grey's Anatomy is somehow in Wild Things 2. Who the hell is Susan Ward? Well, you know, when you're a young actor, you get what you can get. Mm-hmm. Susan Ward has made, uh, I mean, she was also in Poison Ivy, The New Seduction. She's in The In Crowd. Yeah, but, I mean, she's in um, shitty remakes to, yes. to <laughs> sex mm-hmm. uh, dramas. City se- shitty sequels, not shitty remakes. Um, Poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's not yeah, true. We so, just saw ourselves going. So Wild Things 2 is 2004. Okay, so there's a decent amount of time. But then they come right out of the gate with Wild Things Diamonds in the Rough <laughs> a year later. And but I just yeah. couldn't. Uh, I didn't yeah. work at the Hollywood this Video is, anymore, yeah. so I didn't keep up with the sequels. So I, you know, I had, once I had to pay to rent right, anything yeah. else related to this storyline, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I, own, I do own the DVD. Oh, okay. I bought the DVD of this when it came out. I Literally, it's must be 20 years old now that dvd oh yeah <laughs> like the same one i'm like i should have watched it i wonder if that had a director's commentary i really need to watch it for the director's yeah. commentary i really want to know because it's just such a i love that it's a shout factory release too <laughs> yes <laughs> yep that's fun. at a steel book special edition yeah uh wild things three colon diamonds in the rough has lyndon ashby from melrose place and the mortal Kombat movie and dina meyer from from Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. Oh, yeah, but those two play the rounds of like B movies. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not saying that they're uh, elevating the. Denise <laughs> the was saying. Denise was saying on the new Blu-ray that after she made this movie, she got a phone call from one Mr. Paul Verhoeven, wondering, "Oh, so you did nudity in Wild Things, <gasps> and you didn't do it in Starship Troopers when I asked you?" And she's just like, "Well, Paul." I guess you'll have to write me another movie. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think that Denise was just like, I don't think my character in Starship Troopers would be getting all naked. And she's right because... Where would that fit into that movie? Well, they had the co-ed showers in Starship Troopers. But she didn't join the infantry Mm -hmm. with Casper Van Dien and Dina Meyer. She went kind of to like... um, Flight school. Yeah, so she was okay. a little bit more like hoity-toity. She's like, just like, I have read the script, and this makes no sense. Yeah, you guys are the grunts, so you're going to be doing the co-ed showers and getting all naked in front of each other. But she's going straight to the like flight academy and like doesn't have to do that stuff. Of course, Which Paul Verhoeven right. would complain to her about this. <laughs> Call like, her up on the phone. <laughs> like, you called her to like reprimand her for not doing anything <laughs> in your movie when it felt totally out of place, as opposed to a movie where it clearly makes sense. Yeah. And that was the thing. I swear, I, I'm going to have to watch it again now. I just have to watch it again. <laughs> but I'm like, I swear I remember reading that in this theatrical cut of the movie that yeah. there is no female nudity. There's yeah, no actual female implied, nudity. The only yeah. nudity is Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, in the unrated version, you see like lots of those scenes went on longer, and mm-hmm. there is definitely nudity in those scenes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the one that, w- that made theaters, the only nudity, New, full yeah. nudity is Kevin Bacon's full yeah. nudity, which is really bizarre because, like you said at the beginning, like that's not how I picture the movie. Yeah, I remember it being like, oh, I thought they were totally naked in the pool. Is, mm-hmm. The unrated version is approximately six and a half minutes longer than the theatrical, and it features only one really unrated worthy scene, the extended lesbian pool sequence between Nev Campbell and Denise Richards. The rest of the scenes are purely plot extensions. Uh, okay, so that's what I want. I want to see yep. the plot extension because you, know, you can find the, um, the, the the extended pool scene is on YouTube. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, want to, I want the extra features for this movie. I want yeah. to know more. I Just love- what my straight guy friends were like going on and on and on about this movie at the time, I kind of thought that the big like three-way scene was just going to be so crazy graphic and it really was yeah, that's not. fine <laughs> i mean it does it, it everything everything in the movie has that lured quality i mean it's all it. yeah, i mean yeah. it's all about that Lured. shot of denise getting out of the pool that that's what led all of the marketing with the saxophone <laughs> mm-hmm. that is and i love the way she dries herself off she's just dabbing herself yeah. with the towel <laughs> and then she looks at the detective is there some reason you're the here? fuck are you doing yeah. here like, <laughs> i love i love roger ebert's review on wild things Wild Things is lurid trash with the plot so twisted they're still explaining it during the during the closing credits. It's like a three-way collision between a soft a softcore sex film, a soap opera and a B-grade noir. I liked it. <laughs> Good for you. I was thinking he would be because a lot of the other like the really serious film critics were like mm-hmm. they just saw trashy movie which is surprises me that they would just see that and instantly see this is just trash made to turn boys on, and that's all the movie is. And it was like, I think detected distinct satirical tone throughout this film. It to, and if you see watch it as like a parody or a satire yeah. of the Skinamax porn noir thriller mm-hmm. movie, 
I think the movie is riotously entertaining. And it works <laughs> as a satire on class and sexual dynamics and who's playing who in the story. Right? It's yeah. just so much fun. The movie is so fun to They me. don't make them like this anymore. Yeah. They really don't. I don't think they can. No. no. I don't yeah. think... Well, I don't think that you Nobody could, has a sense of humor to I do don't it. think you could get away with doing a story that revolves around a rape like this. Yeah, I think that, is, all. that is definitely the thorniest yep. part of it. But I think that you could... It's not that, but like a movie that is glorifying like... The stupidity of the male gaze. Yes. Yeah. The stupidity of male fantasies and where they lead. And, of course, all the men who participate in the fantasy are the ones who all get killed. Yeah. And you're not rooting for any of them. You're really rooting. Like, when, when Susie ends up with everything, you're kind of like, work. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. I yeah. like this ending. Yeah. Uh, so you're never meant to, like, be driven towards sympathizing with the men by the end of the film because they do play you a little bit thinking like oh sam he's the victim in this i'm like no actually he was predatory himself because he was fooling around with two teenage girls (laughs) one of them just happened to be a genius who was playing him you know like a fiddle the whole time yeah because he's a stupid man who's you know (laughs) who goes where his dick leads him (laughs) i mean what a formulative movie for Gay millennials. Right. This movie has everything. <laughs> it does. Oh, I'm so glad that you picked this one. Because mm-hmm. uh, I remember when I emailed you guys like the list, and we were going to do like a classic film, which we could still do later. But then yeah. you're like, I'm feeling this. I'm like, we're going with I kinda it. Ha- yeah. I kind of wanted to have the Wild Things conversation. Yeah. I think it was necessary. And I noticed there was a, like, there's only been like one other podcast that I've seen that's like talked about it. I'm like, I feel like gay people, of all audiences, I feel like gay people get this movie more than yes. anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're also, like, we are seeing the male gaze from a different perspective. You know, like, we, all, yeah, for we sure, all remember for sure. pausing our tape on Kevin Bacon. Yes. In that split second when you see that dick. I mean, and I'm I like, it looks like he fluffed a little bit for that shot, yeah, too. I was just going to say. Because it was all, pointing it's, out it's a little bit. It's more than a few seconds, and it is half hard. It's he, not yeah. flopping. He has no. a little semi. Because. He totally does. And I was like, oh, yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. It's it's definitely. Yeah. Because it's it it looks different than it looks in Hollow Man. It's like, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, my God. Hollow Man. <laughs> I mean. That's another one. That was another one. another one. Yeah, right. 97, yeah. I mean, Hollow Man was Paul Verhoeven's last studio movie. Yeah. Really? He was kicked off the lot after Hollow Man. <laughs> I wonder yeah. what it was about that one that finally, mm-hmm. like, he did, didn't, like, didn't he make Total Recall? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, Hollow, movies like Hollow Man and Wild Things, they do not make them like, like that anymore. Like, these were movies, these but were. But I think even at the time, for somebody time. who was like, like me, who was just like a 20-year-old kid, I was like. These aren't exactly prestige movies. No, like these no. were new. The these audience were, knew these we, were horny ass movies. We, we yes. got that this that these movies were something else. That these were genre movies. That they were a little less than prestigious. And um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like now they're they're definitely making like I don't know what do you call them below the line or like are they making B movies like this anymore that even get released? I mean, a major studio. I don't think movies like this get released anymore. I think they just go straight to VOD. They go yeah. right to Tubi or, you know, whatever. I mean, I can't think of any movies like this that even go straight to Tubi. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to think of any now. Yeah, like, maybe there made, are some. Yeah. Like, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Tag us on yeah, Instagram us. or Twitter. I mean, what are other movies I like mean, this of the modern day? This movie definitely leveled yeah. up Denise Kritcher. Denise Richard. Richards in her career. Mm-hmm. I would say that it's more memorable than something like Starship Troopers. I think that yeah. as fun as Starship Troopers is, maybe Denise sort of bleeds into the background a little bit in that movie. Yeah. This is more of a star turn for her, yeah. for sure, I think. 
So like, even though Nev Campbell was clearly the draw, yeah. like I feel like of all the people in the movie, Denise Richards really comes out shining the most in terms of whose performance is the most fun. She is the most fun character. Yeah. She and her she, mom. She's probably in it more than Nev. Also, more like screen time, and she that, remember that that shot of her in their guest house where she's wearing jeans and a bra. Yeah, it's hot out. Yeah. I'm like, it's hot but out. Why is she wearing the jeans? I know. <laughs> like jeans and a bra. Yeah. I'm like this is is that how people in Florida walk around in their house in jeans and a bra? I'm like, if you're just at home by yourself, do you even need the bra? You know, like or the jeans? I'm like, when it's hot out, I'm like, it's just straight. Like I'm wearing underwear as, as small a pair of underwear as I can find on this ungodly hot day is what I'm going to lounge around in my house by myself in today. Oh my god, that's it. But no, jeans and a bra. Jeans and a bra. Oh, nice. I've bra. always, but her hair is. Oh my god, her hair is always perfect. And even when she's just hanging out at her house, I'm like, she just has. A hairdresser on yeah. standby at yeah. this mansion, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Do you know the funny thing about Starship Troopers is that Paul Verhoeven said that he cast Denise Richards and Casper Van Dien because they're too perfect. Yeah. Like, right. nobody looks like them. No. They don't look like anybody. Like, those two. Right. Especially, especially someone like Casper Van Dien. Yeah. And of course, at least he he's gives like us a male, like a nice whipping scene. He's like a male Denise Richards. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes. her, she, her face looks fake. Like, her nose, like. I don't know. Like there's something about, about the features. It's like it seems almost unreal. Yeah. Kind of like I think I heard you mention something about <laughs> Anya Taylor Joyce eyes <laughs> on another episode. Um, same thing where it's like this. Mm-hmm. There's something very special and unique about yeah. you. Um, although I feel like directors figured out how to cast Denise Richards and what she should do on screen mm-hmm. better than I think directors have figured out what to do with Anya Taylor Joyce. <laughs> I think the only one that I think that worked was Last Night in Soho. That's the only one where her performance feels like organic right. and like everyone understands what her role is in this movie. Everything else, she feels so out of place. Like in The Witch, I'm like, wait a minute, aren't they supposed to be like pilgrims? <laughs> like she's a pilgrim. We're supposed to believe she's a pilgrim? I'm not sure where she came from, but I'm not reading Pilgrim from this at all. <laughs> that's, that's just me. Maybe it's just me. But she yeah, has such yeah. an otherworldly kind of beauty. It's so unique yeah. that like, as a director, like, you know, they always say, directors say, like, you have to be photogenic. Like, yeah. The camera has to love you. Mm-hmm. For you to really make it in this business, there has to be something. Even in person, you may look, like, she may look really weird in person. Yeah. We have no idea. Yeah, but on true. camera, it just works. Like, random people, like, off camera, when you see them in real life, you're like, oh. Like, Tom, if you, I'm sure if you met Tom Cruise, you'd be like, oh, you're so short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess yeah. those Apple boxes really work. Yeah, yeah, those, <laughs> those, those platforms. Um, but yeah, D- D- Denise just has this this look about her. Just everything all together probably shouldn't work. Like her nose is too small and her eyebrows are too big. And especially like in the '90s, like yeah. that eyebrow look was not the business. It was like <laughs> thin, pencil drawn in. And here's Denise full with on her Joan Crawford Brooke eyebrows, <laughs> Joan Crawford eyebrows, and she and we still bought it. They still loved her, you know. And like she's got this huge mouth, like this giant Anne Hathaway mouth, but the teeny. And like all these little features together, you'd be like, I don't know if that's going to work, but it just it somehow it works. Like I said, she was just tailor made for this exact and, kind of movie. And for these roles of this spoiled, stuck up girl. I mean, <laughs> you know, we need to mention that she played Dr. Christmas Jones the year after this movie <laughs> and the world is not enough. So I mean the she year after Bond movie the year too. after she was playing like a like a rocket scientist. Dr. Christmas she Jones. She was Dr. Christmas Jones. And he's gonna make sure that Christmas doesn't only come once a year. <laughs> 
Oh, oh my lord. Worst. I totally forgot that was her character's <laughs> name in that movie. I'm like, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? I'm like, but yeah, yeah it was like you're, every time you look back at this period of her career, you're like, oh, she was, oh my god, she was. She was making bank yeah, right here. Yeah. And she seems like in real life, like such just like, like a cool person. She like does, not yeah. stuck up, yeah. not like full of she doesn't take herself too seriously. She has, yeah. She has a very interesting dynamic on Real Housewives because she's kind of the most dressed down of all of them. Of that yeah. whenever they have get togethers where they're bringing the full glam squad, Denise is kind of just showing up and like a t-shirt and cutoffs. Yeah, she's not like, mm-hmm. oh, here's my new Birkin bag. But she, you know, kind but of, she still kind of looks better than a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> because right. it's Denise fucking Richards. Right? And like, whatever surgeon she's been going to, yeah, like, they yeah. know what to do. Yeah. But yeah. we love, we love St. Denise. We love the kooky yeah. husband. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Her husband's a weirdo. But, you know, it's okay. Well, you'd have to pin me on that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think I think for sure she's kind of the standout. Even though I wasn't really thinking this was going to be our love letter to Denise Richards, Denise Richards episode. <laughs> but here you go. And I mean, granted, we did just watch Little Darlings like last week. Yeah, that and is funny. Here's the thing about Little oh Darlings. Oh my god, is Little Darlings. That movie. It's it's 1980, and my according god. to that math, Matt Dillon is a little too young for us to is be talking maybe about how cute he is. 15 years old. <laughs> He's a literal. <laughs> they're all Matt Dillon, Tatum O'Neill, and uh, Christy McNichol. Christy McNichol are literal children. I was going to say, like, they're all too young. But, yeah. But Tatum O'Neill was already smoking cigarettes at nine. I so mean, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was actually, like, pushing 19. I think she was the oldest. Probably. Well, um, yeah. Well, because when, when she won her Oscar, that was in, like, 73, the Early 70s. Yeah, yeah. She was, like, nine years old yeah, when she yeah. won. So, and so, so this is, mm-hmm. if it was 1980, then it's like, that would be seven. She's still a teenager. Okay, so she's. I think she's still a teenager at this time. Yeah, and yeah, Matt Matt Dillon was fifteen, and I mean, yeah, very too young, (laughs) all too young. (laughs) It's amazing the things you could get away with in movies. Yes, back then, like you could like the people you could cast for a role and what you can ask them to do. Stealing condom machines from bathrooms. The entire plot of Little Darlings is which one of them is going to lose her virginity first, and it is a like a junior high summer camp. Very, I'm like, no. that's another one. You're like, oh, no. we're just not going to make that one yeah. in the modern at, day and age. At least in American Pie, they were like seniors in high school, <laughs> like they were going to college, and they were like, all clearly not high school yeah. students. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Little Darlings is fucking wild, but it's like you know. I'm just saying, like, we could have, like, I thought we might focus on, like, how dreamy Matt Dillon is, but, like, uh, and you love Nev Campbell so much, but we're just, like, fucking Denise Richards. It just she's happens. The bo- serve. She's, she's the goat. It's a serve. <laughs> it really is. We love her. Like, she will live forever in this movie. Yeah. Um, every single shot of her is, like, like, even you notice, like, the camera, like, I feel like that satire of the male gaze thing is, like, the camera always seems to land on her breasts, like no matter where she is. <laughs> like in the pool, it's like, oh, we don't even need her face. You know, we're just going to cut. This shot of her holding Neb's head in the water is perfect to get her boobs in the shot. <laughs> you know, you keep getting moments like that throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, I appreciate anybody who was game to read yes. this script. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that there were discussions. I don't think anything was a surprise to her when they were filming. Right. That she was like, yeah, this sounds like I'm going to do has, this. I'm going to do this. She has yeah. nothing but great things to say about the director and working with him and just yeah. kind of how accommodating all of them were. You kind of get that vibe yeah. from the movie itself. Like there's a little bit in moments where you're like, okay, this is somebody who's actually sensitive to certain things. So I can't believe that he's just 
being trashy and he just wants to show us women's bodies just yeah. for the pleasure of seeing women in bikinis in the pool. I feel like there's more going on there. And then to hear that the relationship on set and the working relationship actually was congenial and professional and that she has fond memories of making the movie, that says a lot for a movie like this. If you can have fond memories of this movie, being in yeah. this movie, that means that there was there was more going on beneath the surface than maybe you would first assume from the trashy veneer that they so gloriously construct <laughs> for us. Because that's what drew me in. Yeah, you know, when you get into the movie, you're like, oh, I am loving the trashiness of this. Yeah. I may have like, only had sex with one person at this point <laughs> in my life, but something feels right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like, because of the subject matter, it's like, yes, they're supposed to be high school students, but it's kind of like, you don't care that Denise Richards is 27. No. And, and, no. It, almost, yeah. work, it almost works more yeah. that they look too old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They look like contemporaries with Matt Dillon. Like, like there's a little too much carnal knowledge for some of these actors like, to be like actually teenagers. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we should give Matt Dillon his due because he is pretty fine in this movie. <laughs> I you remember know? having a huge thing for Matt Dillon at this time. Yeah. I think it was more so something about Mary. He's so yeah. gross in something about he's so, Mary. He's so though. gross in something about Mary, but I remember thinking. The teeth. When I was yeah. young, he kind of does it for me. He does kind of, yeah, like, like I said, those, those little short shorts in the sailing class, I was just like, you know, I would sign up for that class. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit about sailing, but you would, I will take his class. You would be yeah. signing up with sailing with Jimbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have dropped out when, with the, the... I would have been there with Jimmy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Jimbo. Jimbo, yeah. yes. He's the only one who sticks around. Yeah. The one who says the only sex crime is not getting any. <laughs> Uh, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Like, oh, high school. I love how everybody's just disrupting, disrupting this this, this senior assembly. seminar. There are, there are police officers <laughs> here, kids. <laughs> no they, one gets in trouble. And, and also, his like, he shows up to the school, and I guess throughout the whole movie, his detective outfit is like Mormon missionary, the short sleeve, the short sleeve white shirt. Yeah. I'm like, and he even has his badge on the pocket, just like Sipowitz. Yes, <laughs> Sipowitz. <laughs> That must have been his inspiration. <laughs> I love like when he goes to, like when he's like look supposedly they're like, Oh, Susie's been missing and then the kid takes him to like, oh, this is where all the kids go or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Bacon just walks right to the crime scene, like immediately and finds the teeth immediately. Yeah. Like, okay. In the boat. Like yeah. looking back, you're like there they are. he knew exactly where he was going because yeah. he was told where to go yeah. but he's still trying to play like oh it's a show beach. me where the it's kids a, go yeah. this is just part of my investigation and he's like beat it kid there's catch a the bus, bus up the road catch the bus Jimbo <laughs> poor Jimbo I, w- I want him to be like I don't have any money like right I'm like did you bring any cash I don't know you seem like another not rich kid from this yeah. school um, but like that scene when like Nev Campbell is pulling out her teeth in the credit sequence oh where she's like oh you're Push it, you're pulling too hard. You're gonna break the. You're gonna crush the fucking evidence. And she's like, "I'll do it." Oh, and then pulls out her own teeth. I'm like, "That's commitment to eight and a half million dollars." <laughs> she's like, "I'm getting eight and a half million. I can get dental implants after this." Yeah, which I guess she got really which fast because did, her teeth yeah. looked like they were yeah. all fine. Can you imagine in those that final scene? She's just like missing teeth. <laughs> I, I would have loved that. I'm like, all I want for Christmas just is my two front teeth blacked out like teeth. <laughs> That would have like added how, a level of I camp. like how Susie, uh, <laughs> once she makes it to the Caribbean, I mean, uh-huh. she's gone shopping at, she's got some resort wear. Yes. She's kind of left her, her bad girl image behind. She's gotten rid of the extra she eyeliner. Is, she is yeah. now Suzanne. <laughs> she's Suzanne. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Suzanne, she's got Teresa Russell's little robe over the bikini thing um, going um, by the end. She has her cute little cover. I mean, I want to say that it's not supposed to be a wig. That we're to believe that she's now altered I think her it appearance. Was, yeah, it's she's supposed to be that she's herself. blonde now yeah, because she's yeah. changed her appearance. Yeah. But to anyone watching, I no, feel like if you yeah. don't know that's a wig... Yeah. I guess you've never seen a movie before. <laughs> it's just a very sensible yeah. mom cut. She, right? She, she's, she gone girl herself. <laughs> the Dorothy Hamill Bob. Yeah. That's how she's disguising herself in the Caribbean. But it's like she wouldn't even really need to disguise herself. Nobody knows who she is there. Nobody knows who she is. Nobody and was reading the her, Blue Bay murder trial or rape trial and her like only, dailies from the newspaper. And her only family, who's not even really her family, she gave him a million dollars. Which so, I guess, see, you get this uh, sense that Daphne Ruin Vega is like, huh. Nice truck. Where'd you get that truck? Right, yeah. You know, like, something's going on here. And I'm like, I think Susie's three steps ahead of you, Daphne. I'm sorry. Or whatever. What was her detective... What was her detective name? I forget. Her, I just she's remember that. She's not Detective name. Vera Cruz. That is from <laughs> that's from Jawbreaker. That's from, Jawbreaker. That's from <laughs> uh, Gloria Perez. Gloria Perez. Yes, you said it earlier. Like Detective Perez smells something fishy yes. here, yeah. and it's not the Gators. Yep, yep. I loved her whole scene when she came when she was off duty. Yeah. her hair is dead. yes. Yeah. Her off duty look. <laughs> I'm like, oh, see, I like her. Yeah, off duty Detective Perez. That's what the doll. Yeah, <laughs> her fashion doll. <laughs> Do we have any last reflections on Wild Things? Oh my goodness! I'm glad I got around to it. I'm glad yeah, I watched I'm glad that we it. Introduced and this I'm movie telling to you. you, people, if you haven't seen it, sorry we we spoiled it for you. But I was geeked, gooped, and gagged the entire time. Kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Surprise console. You can add an intro at the beginning, maybe, and be yeah. like. Spoiler Watch heavy. the movie before you listen to the episode because yeah. all the fun of the. 5,000 twists yeah. are going... Well, who knows how many we actually reveal. I guess we'll find out well, when I listen to, back to this. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm, I feel like there's a good four reveals. In the story. Yeah. 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 And then you... Like, there's then, at least four. Yeah. Yes, because... Yeah, I'm trying to think. So at first you think... Let's try to break this down. Before we end, let's, as our ending, let's try to break down <laughs> the levels of the reveals. Because at first we think that it is a sexual assault case. Mm-hmm. And then we realize that it's a plot between... What, only for a split second we realize that it's first we get a glimpse and we think it's Denise Richards and Matt Dillon then and we then get, Nev Campbell then comes out Nev. of the bathroom so yeah. then we're like oh it's the three of them together and then from there we get Susie's murder Susie's murder and then you're like oh this was a plot it was just a plot between yep. Denise and Matt Dillon mm-hmm. and Nev Campbell just thought she was a part of it and their plan was to get rid of her all along to keep the money between themselves and then you realize that Ray Duquette is a part of it, and part of the plot was to also kill Kelly. No, it wasn't to kill <laughs> Kelly because he was upset about that. But Ray Duquette was like Matt and Dylan, and Ray Duquette had a secret side plot, and Ray Duquette had his own plot to get rid of Kelly because he also didn't want to share money, I guess, is the reason for that. Or he wanted Matt Dillon all to himself, just like Kelly did. <laughs> they cut that part out of the movie, so it didn't make as much sense. Oh my God. And then you realize that, oh, then you think that it's Susie and Matt Dillon, I'm just saying his real name. I don't. No, Susie yeah. and Sam. You think mm-hmm. it's Susie and Sam, and it was just their plot altogether. And then she kills Sam, and then you think it was just Susie. And then the lawyer comes in, and you're like, oh, she and the lawyer work together to cook up this whole thing. And that was. I mean, there is your, what it is. There's your 90s Greek tragedy right there. Yeah. Oh my God, it yeah. is. This is yep. 90s Greek tragedy. This is why we love it so. Well, listeners, it's available on Hulu. One last question. You're at the gas station video wall. What are you renting with Wild Things? 
<laughs> oh, what am I Weekend. renting with Wild Things? Your parents are away. You can, <laughs> you can rent the Radar movie. What are you renting? Oh, my goodness. That is a good question. So this is 1998 at the video store. 99. 99. Yep. I'm trying to think. Something else that's, like, forbidden. I grew up in a house where I was allowed to watch anything that I wanted. Yeah. Even as a child. Like, I watched... My mother, my mother is Mormon, but a horror movie fanatic. I don't know how those go together, but they do. <laughs> so we were allowed to watch like Nightmare on Elm Street since I was like, I saw it when it came out. Yeah. I was like five years old. I'm trying to think what it would have been something that looked like it had sex in it. That's like, <laughs> what was some other sexy movie that came out at the same time that was just like, had a notorious sex scene. Cause that I would have wanted just for the body of evidence. But you know, actually, that is it. That would be the one. I think it would be body because it's just like another trashy porn yeah. noir type yeah. movie. Yeah. I think that I am renting the faculty. <gasps> The with, faculty. With wild things. That's that is be, a good that's pairing. That's going to be my Friday night double feature. I, I like that. I like that double feature. I, I would be there for that double feature. Absolutely. Gosh, I don't know what I would... I would Maybe for your next rooftop old. cinema. No. Oh, I mean, hey, I'm here for it. I would probably rent something old. I feel... Not old, like... Or you know what I would do as a film wind. student, a film nerd? I would have rented Body Heat. Okay, because it's like this. Because sure. it's very much like you feel the heat. You of, get your you get your Florida noir. Yes, keep keep it you know thematically connected. Also, you could see well, before he was canceled. You could see William Hurt's dick <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it looked pretty good actually. Like, have you you've seen Body Heat? Right? Have I've actually seen, never seen Body Heat. Never seen Body you Heat. need it's it's gotten to a level of respect enough that it's on the Criterion streaming channel. Mm-hmm. Um, watch it. It is it actually if Kathleen Turner. This is like what made her like the, the, the star of the 80s. That, that would be a perfect pairing with Wild Things, actually. I think it actually would because yeah. she's very much the predator of that movie. God, but maybe she, I would have just watched Armageddon or something. Armageddon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I take it. I'll rent that Well, Samir, shit. thank you so much for coming yes, over. This was a lot thank of, you this for having us. Thanks for reaching out to us. I'm so glad I did. It just it happened. It was literally happenstance because... I had been, I started listening to your podcast maybe six months ago and I was like, you know, I was, I started because I was, I'm really bad at promoting. I, I, I curate and host a film series called Queer Classics at the New Parkway Theater in Oakland, um, really close to the 19th Street BART station, just a few blocks walk from there. It's like one Sunday a month, they pick some movie that has some queer interest, mm-hmm. something that queer people love or had famous queer people in it. And we started with more classic films and now it's just like movies that we love from like the 80s and 90s, basically. Awesome. And I, somebody who came to one of the screenings, I, I had actually been mulling for a few weeks. I'm like, oh, you know, I should email them. I really, I would love to be a part of this podcast. It is so fun the list of movies that you've covered is literally like every single movie that is like a part of my gay heart yeah. is represented on that list yeah. of movies that you've done like the fact that i found more other gay men who loved overboard enough to do a podcast episode <laughs> about it yep. i was like these are my people yeah i yeah. need to talk to them and i i'm also like i'm i'm confident enough in myself in a lot of ways but also i'm like that you have to break through the shell kind of person sure. and so mm-hmm. i was like oh i don't know if they would be interested what are they they don't know me they don't care nobody cares what i think you know but then i was like i should still email them and then out of after my screening of was it paris is burning i think it was i screened paris is burning for pride month on um international pride day mm-hmm. it was the anniversary of stonewall and one of the one of somebody i guess you guys met um through the podcast 
through being a fan of the podcast, was like, do you ever listen to the podcast movies that made me gay? You should, like, talk to them. Like, I think you would love it. And I'm like, oh, I've been listening to it. I've been thinking about writing to them. And she's like, well, you should. And so then I did. And you guys were, like, super like, oh, yeah, what do you want to cover? Give us a list. And I'm like, a list of things that you haven't done yet. That was hard. But then I realized, I'm like, there really are still so many more movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you could keep this going for a long oh, time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I was like, because we didn't, like, what were we thinking originally? Like, I proposed All About Eve, and I was like, which I love, and I could quote the entire movie, but then I also said to Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and then I'd throw, I remember I did throw this in there somewhere, and I'm glad I did, because I have not, I do not get to have conversations like this about this movie with anybody else. So, this was a <laughs> pure delight for me. It was fun. Awesome. Why don't you give us some information on where people can find your screenings and is there one coming up? Yes, What's there is another on? one coming up. So if you follow me on Inst- I have I set up a took me a full year. A year ago <laughs> I started that series on my birthday in July and I started with Auntie Maine. And it. you know, of course then on the year anniversary I did Death Becomes Her. So it's like live 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 forever. <laughs> you know, it just worked. Um and uh, finally, on this year anniversary, I'm like, you know, I should start an Instagram account for this series to yeah. promote it. it. Took me a full year to do it, but it's at the Queer Classics on Instagram. I don't use Twitter as much, but it's at Queer Classic Singular mm-hmm. Sequin. <laughs> no. um, so you, I would recommend the Instagram. I'm trying to post on that more because yeah. it's just more yeah. natural to me. Same. I post stories on Instagram more yeah. than I post pictures. Same. But you'll always I'll always have a post about what the next screening is. So the next one we're showing is Batman and Robin, which I know you guys did an oh, amazing yes. episode, episode on. Episode 50. <laughs> it, it, oh, it was number 50. Yeah. That was one of the milestone episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. And we all, I'm like, I even said that the last screening, I was telling everyone, I'm like, if you don't know why that movie is queer, well, come to the screening and find out. And that'll be August 13th at the New Parkway Theater. It's on 24th Street in Oakland, right around the corner from the Stork Club, which I think like John Waters is like part owner of or somehow involved oh. with now. He spends a lot of time in the Bay Area because he also hosts the Mosswood Meltdown like punk music festival um, mm-hmm. every first weekend of July. Um, and now he's involved with this bar that my friend like hosts a drag show at. So he got to like judge the little miss mosswood pageant my friend dressed up like debbie harry from hairspray Uh and john waters even said you look just like her (laughs) this is amazing and i'm like oh you you've lived your dream b (laughs) my friend i call her b um but that's so the new parkway theater in oakland on 24th street is where they're at next august 13th is the next one 3 p.m it's going to be batman and robin it's going to be a single sunday a month i'm i you know after this one i have to plan the rest of the year still and curate what's going to come up but I've got some amazing things in mind and lined up. Uh, Halloween month is coming. I have to pick yeah. a good queer horror movie. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to do The Devils, but you cannot find a print of that movie or even a DVD copy of it in the States oh, to show. Okay. It's that one. Oh, we'll talk about, <laughs> okay. about that. But yes, just a, for the most information, easily findable at the Queer Classics on Instagram. Instagram. And then you'll get all the info you need. There's only like four posts on it, but you know, check the stories. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show. Thanks and, so much. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have you on again. Oh, I'd love it. All righty. Yes. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. And thanks so much everyone for listening to our wild things episode. Yeah. Love that movie. Go watch it on Hulu. If you haven't already, it's still a fucking wild ride. <laughs> Well, Pete. Yes, it's that time <gasps> you of mean, the show uh, for Patreon shoutouts. Shout let's hear them. All righty. Well, let's say hello and thank you to all of our wonderful patrons, including Kelly, Chrissy, Stephen, Jake, Desiree, Adam, Chris, Laura, Thomas, Brenna, Jessa Rabbit, Lawrence, Lisa, Alexis, Thomas, Mark, 
Jackson, Millie, Ted, Benny, Jermel, Melanie, Susan, JJ, Muffy, Jamie, DS, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emma, Melly, Aaron, Jessica, John, Nick and Shannon, Christine, and also a Rufino. You guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, as you know, we're smack in the middle of our, well, uh, we're winding down. We're winding down on it. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 8. I think all the Patreon episodes should be out by all the stars time this comes eight. out. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. We're recording this a little ahead of time. So, yeah, Scott's absolutely right. We might be done with All Stars Season 8. But we're going to have plenty of more fun stuff on the Patreon we're going to start doing more television episodes on it. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be doing more TV reviews on there. Those are going to be out for the patrons, uh, $5 and up. Those are, hopefully we can still get them out once a week as we're doing with Drag Race. But um, yeah, there's a, so now there's a ton. There's an entire season of Drag Race recaps. There are over 30 uh, watch with us commentary tracks where we give you instructions on how to sync them up to the movie so that you can watch your movie in the uh, presence and, or in the comfort of your own home. Um, and uh, you can listen to Scott and I give our wonderful commentary. It's like we're you're watching the movie yeah. with us. And there's over 30 of those uh, backlogged on there. And we're adding new ones all the time. So head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay for more information on how to do that. You can give us a follow on movies that made us gay on Facebook and Instagram or follow us on MTMUG pod on twitter and also we have a account on what is it called Pete? threads threads we're on threads. follow us on threads yeah so if you're if you're following us on instagram you're more than likely already following us on threads if you have one because i hit the thing that imports everybody over so uh yeah check us out on threads we're at movies that made us gay there as well mm-hmm. so um yeah follow all of our socials if you want to follow our personal ones feel free i'm uh, at peter lasagna on instagram and twitter and i'm on threads as well I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram, and follow my letterbox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you want to uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, please do that. And if you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, there is a star rating system, smash five stars, and that really helps us out as well. So, yeah, do all that fun stuff for us. And, um, yeah, we love you, fans. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.